What's good everybody, my name is Amro and you just made it to the very first episode on the Law of One series, prepared and presented by yours truly here on the Chasing Mindgasms podcast. If you clicked on this episode because the title has intrigued you, then you might be familiar with the Law of One or the raw material. But if you're not, I'll introduce what the series is going to be about later on in this episode. Keep in mind that I handle all the explanation in this episode, which is not the regular format of the show. But there might be guests in the future episodes in this series. And of course, I will continue to bring guests in the show to carry on with the regular episodes. I don't know what else to say besides I hope you find this information useful and do let me know whether you enjoy this format of presenting information. I did put a lot of work into writing and shooting uh, this video, which by the way, the audio you're about to hear in this episode is uh, from a YouTube video that should be out uh, the same time you're hearing this episode so if you do want to watch the visuals and you want to watch uh, the, the the video you'll find links in the description the law of one is a great resource for spiritual evolution and has been referenced extensively in the spiritual community because of its accuracy and the amount of truly astonishing content in this material so do enjoy this episode follow the show as i will be researching and creating more content on the law of one and uh yeah, let's get the show started, ladies and gentlemen. Let's cue up the music. Hello, everyone. My name is Amru, and you just made it to the very first video in the Law of One series. The Law of One is going to discuss key concepts in the Law of One or the Ra material. In this video, I will aim to explain the seven densities of creation mentioned in the Law of One. But before we jump into that, here's a quick introduction on the raw material. The raw material or the Law of One is a collection of 106 conversations called Sessions. These conversations took place between Don Elkins, a professor of physics and a UFO investigator, and Ra. Ra was speaking through Carla Rocket. These conversations, or sessions, were later transcribed by James Ellen McCarty, who was present when these conversations were taking place. The reason this book has taken a life of its own is because the quality of the information being channeled is, quite honestly, superb. This is one of the best channeled works we have ever received. If you're not familiar, however, with the term channeling, I'll take the next minute or two to explain what channeling is. So, channeling happens when a person's body is being taken over by a spirit for the purpose of communication. This practice has been around for a very long time, and it's a lot more prevalent than we think it is. There are countless stories of shamans, spiritual teachers, and prophets who claim to hear voices or receive supernatural knowledge from the spirit realm. Here are a few examples of some popular channeled works. First, you have the popular religious scripts. These include the main Abrahamic ones. After all, the prophets in these scripts claim to speak to deities that are out of this world. In Islam, we use the term Wahi to describe the means of communication of which the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, received the Holy Quran. I speak of the Quran and Islam because this is the book and religion I am most familiar with. I grew up in an Islamic household and I speak Arabic, the language the Quran uses to transmit messages of the one infinite creator. So when I mention any religious scripts from the Quran, the Bible, or in fact any other religious book, I am not doing that to be disrespectful or to persuade you to change or rethink your religious beliefs. I do this either to make a connection between these holy scripts and the raw material, 
or as a simple exploration of thought. Feel free to join this exploration or correct me if I misspoke down below in the comment section. Anyway, other popular channelers include Bashar and Abraham Hicks. Abraham Hicks is the group responsible for channeling the popular Law of Attraction. Now the entities channeled in each of these works may be very different or pretty much the same. This depends on the person receiving the communication, their intention at the time, their level of clarity and of course their own belief structure about the nature of reality and their relationship to this perceived reality. So the entities responsible for some of the most popular religious books may be very different than Ra. This of course depends on which book we are discussing. In any case, I don't claim that Ra is the god of the Bible, or the Quran, or any religion for this matter. In fact, Ra is not a god at all. Although the Egyptians worshipped the sun god Ra, they were pantheistic, which means they worshipped many gods. So their religious structure was first very different than ours, and secondly, it allowed them to believe in an infinite number of gods as well as their belief in the one infinite creator. Ra was more like a superhero for the Egyptians. They did worship him, that is definitely a fact, but he was like a fictional superhero that walked amongst them. Ra mentions that they are a humble messenger of the law of one and the one infinite creator. Ra do not intend for you to worship them or require you to change your belief in your religion. That is, if you follow one, of course. Ra is the vibratory sound frequency. This is the term they use for the word name. So Ra is the name that describes the entity being channeled in the Law of One series. Ra states that they are a six-density social memory complex that formed on planet Venus about 2.6 billion years ago. Now I'll explain what this term means later in this video, so if this term sounds a little bit too weird for you, by the time we get through this material, it won't. Ra states that they visited Earth several times, the first being 75,000 years ago. The reason for their visitation is to help us learn and evolve. Now you may be asking yourself, why Amru, why do they care, why do they want to help us? They explain that in order for them to evolve in their spiritual path, they must help us. This is why they contacted the Egyptians, the Mayans, the Atlanteans and eventually the group responsible for this book. Ra states that they are still here with us and they are still offering answers and help. They are not however in physical form and we'll get into the reasons for this in another video. If you pick up the book or visit their website lawofone.info, you'll notice that the language Ra uses reads really hard. You'll notice that the language of the book is very similar to a PhD dissertation. The reason for that is the barrier of communication between their level of beingness and ours. Imagine that you have to explain the workings of your brand new iPhone to a person who first does not speak English and secondly is from a prehistoric era. This is basically the reason why the language of the book is very difficult to read. Because Ra needs to use the most accurate vocabulary possible to explain the terms and concepts that are beyond the use of words, but nevertheless are important for our evolution. Although the language of the book is difficult, it is still a high recommendation for me. I still recommend going through this material because it will answer questions that you may have about our nature, our purpose individually and collectively, as well as questions you may have about the past and the future. Now let's get into the seven densities. What are the seven densities of consciousness? The universe, or the one infinite creator, experiences itself through all of us. Through you and me, through the plants we see around us, the animals, the particles of air, and indeed the spaces that separate these particles. Basically, 
the universe is always experiencing itself through itself. Ra states that there are an infinite number of universes, each is called an octave. The evolution of each octave happens within seven major stages. These seven major stages are called densities. Any specific density corresponds to a specific vibrational range. Particles then get entangled in this vibrational range, which produces a certain expression of consciousness. This means lower densities have a slower vibrational rate, which in turn limits the capacity for consciousness to express itself. Higher densities have faster vibrational rate, which allows consciousness to express itself in its fullness. The densities are basically the stages, the matrix, the background in which evolution happens. If we go back to the formation of our solar system, we'll see the formation of the very first density of consciousness. The density of beingness or awareness is the very first density of consciousness. This density corresponds to the red ray or the root chakra and it has an atomic body. Which means all matter in this density have an atomic body. The matter in this density can be split into four. These four are earth, water, fire and air. These are the ingredients that make all organic matter. As the sun formed and the planet started to form, Earth spent billions of years in a state of being. A few billion years of the four elements interacting has eventually led to the formation of the second density. The second density is the density of growth and movement. This density corresponds to the orange ray or sacral chakra. All beings in this density have a chemical body. This density includes all biological life and organic matter with autonomous movement. Everything from microbial life all the way to plants and animals. Of course, the main objective on this density is for consciousness to develop awareness through communication and interactions. Consciousness learns the lesson of awareness from the first density and can now begin to respond to its environment through its newly learned lesson of awareness of space and time. Consciousness becomes aware of different parts of itself through communication of these parts with one another. The last stage of this density are animals that learn to interact with their owners. They learn to respond to their name and they learn the meaning of boundaries and affection. This paves way for them to develop self-awareness, which allows them to graduate to the third density. Which brings us to the third density. The third density is the shortest and most intense density there is. This is the density of self-awareness and choice. This is the density we are in right now. Your life and my life are taking place in this density. The third density corresponds to the yellow ray or solar plexus chakra. All entities in this density possess a chemical body. Beings that come to this density are aware of their existence. They have consciousness. This allows them to make a choice between the polarities of self-service or service to others. The choice between those opposites is the main objective of this density. We all came here to make this choice. We will serve our own needs or the needs of others. Will we be of service to ourselves or will we be of service to others? Will we live in a divided existence or will we live in a united world filled with love, light and compassion? This is the reason we are here, to make this choice. This is why this density exists. This is why it is the most intense density there is. And because free will is a law of this universe and of this octave, we are blinded with the veil of forgetting. What is the meaning of this? What is the veil of forgetting? 
Well, the three major Abrahamic religions talk about this extensively. If you grew up in an Islamic household like I did, you might remember this verse from the Holy Quran. An English translation of this verse from the Sahih International reads like this. And we have removed from you your cover, so your sight this day is sharp. We can deconstruct this verse in a later lesson because it does touch upon what is called the harvest, a topic we will discuss later in this series. But for now, I want to draw your attention to the mentioning of the word cover or veil. The veil of forgetting is our inability to remember our past lives, our previous incarnations, our origin and uh, definitely our obvious connection to others, to nature around us and to the universe as a whole. This inability allows us to make a completely free choice between the negative polarity, that is being identified with our egos, therefore serving ourselves with any means necessary, or the positive polarity, which is transcending the ego and therefore being of service to others. If you remember your previous incarnations and that your soul is on a journey to merge with the whole, then by default you can't make a completely authentic choice. Authentic in this context means that it is true to yourself in this current lifetime without any previous knowledge or experience that you may have had in your previous incarnations. So any soul that chooses to take the third density body or the third density incarnation has to go through the veil of forgetting or the forgetting process. Whether the soul has just arrived to this density or has been incarnate on third density for many lifetimes, it is a condition that cannot be avoided. Now the catalyst for evolution in the third density is psychological suffering. So our experiences of psychological suffering are the challenges that the soul has to go through to make the choice between the polarities. The psychological suffering is what allows the entity to gain freedom from the ego which was formed in second density. The difficulties are very high in this density because both polarities, the positive and the negative, must be represented in equal proportions. This, of course, has to be represented in equal proportions throughout the whole cycle of the density, which is 75,000 years. Now let's talk a little bit about this cycle and the stages within this density. In the beginning of this density, Beings who incarnated on Earth in human or humanoid-like bodies had strong identification with their ego. This means they were highly separated. They couldn't see that they were all one or that they were all belonged to the same one infinite creator. So there was strong identification with whatever family they came from, their tribes, their countries, their religions, or what have you. This of course led to a whole lot of war and conflict, and the ego loves conflict and lives to produce conflict within itself and with others. Remember the story of creation? Adam and Eve ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and immediately saw that they were naked, so they developed self-consciousness and were eventually kicked out from heaven and had to work. We still work until today. This is basically the Abrahamic equivalent of the formation of the ego at the end of the second density. The fall of humanity from grace and our need to return to God is a metaphor for transcending the ego and returning to the golden age. At least I think so. Fast forward to recent times and you will see less and less identification with the ego. There are less wars. There are more movements to liberate people and there's more well-being in the world. 
The closer we were to the end of this density, the closer we were to liberation from our ego. This, of course, wasn't granted. We are here to make a free choice, and we made this choice between the polarities. We had to choose the positive end, and we continue to make this choice, which is not an easy choice. It's, it's, just, it's just not. Many beings still have to make this choice in the end of their current incarnation. We were, of course, nudged or assisted by countless visitations from higher density beings throughout this cycle. Visitations that occurred across the world throughout our recorded history. We see evidence of this in India, South America, Egypt, and Mesopotamia, and many, many, many more civilizations. We even have tales in our religion and folk history that explain the visitations of angels and demons. They were all higher density beings that for some reason or another came here to help us or move us away from the path of service to others. There are many communications or downloads we have received through our prophets, as well as the incarnations of positively oriented higher density beings in our world. Beings like the prophet Jesus or the awakened one, the Buddha, or many more revered spiritual teachers. All of this and more has helped us throughout this density. This, of course, helps the being that chooses to interact with us. We all grow, everyone grows, we all polarize a little bit more. So, all higher density beings that choose to interact with us here on Earth end up learning from their experience and therefore continuing on their own spiritual evolution. So, where we are today is the result of countless incarnations. Many, many, many billions of years of lifetime. All of them led you to this moment to make the choice between service to self, to be self-centered, mean and angry, or to choose the path of service to others, to be loving, kind, creative, open, compassionate, and forgiving. There is no right, there is no wrong. The whole point of this incarnation, the whole point of this density is for you to make that choice, and it is yours to make. This brings us to the end of third density. And now we can start talking about the fourth density. The fourth density is a density that polarizes us a little bit more in the paths we have chosen in the third density. Which means this density further polarizes the entities in their chosen path. It corresponds to the green ray or heart chakra. So beings incarnate on this density possess qualities that allow them to transcend the differences that hold us back today. The things that we see in our lifetimes that hold us from uniting and being one are exactly the qualities that higher densities or higher beings who are incarnate on fourth density are able to basically possess and show or be. The beings in this density possess bodies that have chemical characteristics as well as light characteristics. This means their ability to express consciousness is more pronounced. In the third density, we realize our separation, our individuality, and we struggle to overcome the grip of our ego, individual or collective they may be. In the fourth density, we realize our unity, our oneness, and we do the work of the heart. We become one, we serve others, and this allows us to evolve further. Our lives are extended as a result of this, and we heal faster. We get less sick, we reach civilizations on other planets and make communication with them. We communicate with higher dimensional beings. We have abilities that are basically godlike. The possibilities are endless in this density, and it all starts with opening the heart and uniting.
In session 16, question 50, Don asks whether it's possible for Ra to give a small description of the conditions in this fourth density. This is how Ra answered. I am Ra. We ask you to consider as we speak that there are no words for positively describing fourth density. We can only explain what is not and approximate what is. Beyond fourth density, our ability grows more limited still until we become without words. That which fourth density is not, it is not of words unless chosen. It is not a heavy chemical vehicle or complex bodily activities. It is not of disharmony within self. It is not of disharmony within peoples. It is not within limits of possibility to cause disharmony in any way. Approximations of positive statements. It is a plane of a type of bipedal vehicle which is much denser and more full of life. It is a plane wherein one is aware of the thoughts of other selves. It is a plane where one is aware of the vibrations of other selves. It is a plane of compassion and understanding of the sorrows of the density. It is a plane striving towards wisdom and light. It is a plane wherein individual differences are pronounced, although automatically harmonized by group consensus. This means in the coming years, we will acquire abilities to communicate telepathically without the need to use verbal language, which will eradicate disharmony between people because dishonesty cannot exist with this form of communication. It will spread compassion and understanding in a way that has not been experienced before. Although differences between individuals may still exist, they are understood, accepted, and harmonized by the group. This is revolutionary. I mean, imagine a world where no prisons exist, no one gets punished. Anyone who deviates from the path of love and understanding is reminded by group's vibration. I remember reading a story about a tribe in Africa where, if a baby is born, members of this tribe create a song of compassion for this baby. If this baby grows up and for some reason commits a crime or deviates from the group harmony, they sing this song to the individual to be a reminder of his or her origin, to remind her that she is one with the people that she wants to hurt. So instead of punishment, compassion is the one characteristic of fourth density life. If this is still not enough of good news for you, I have more amazing news to come. According to Ra, our planet became hospitable to begin evolving fourth density bodies in the year 2012. So, in the hundreds of years to come, we will see people that possess fourth density bodies and technology is already moving towards fourth density existence. The full evolutionary cycle of this density is 30 million years. Our lives will be extended to reach 90,000 years. This is, of course, in the peak of the fourth density. We will be in such harmony that disease will diminish to mere discomfort. That is, if it even exists. If these are radical claims, I mean, I understand that they are, I still invite you to look at the technological advancements that heal diseases that were considered fatal. We now understand even better the role of meditation and compassion in healing previously incurable diseases. To learn more about this kind of healing, please look at the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza. Ra states that cross-communication between densities will begin to open gradually because the veil of forgetting will be gradually lifted. 
We already see the rise of more spiritual books, which proves that statement, and the work that claims to be channeled from higher density beings. This was a privilege reserved only for the prophets, and now we see that this work is increasingly being accepted. Later in this density, individuals will begin to merge or join consciousnesses together to form what is called a social memory complex. This is because our love for one another will be so strong that our desire to remain separated will diminish. We eventually transform to a large entity that serves as a walking library where each entity in the social memory complex has access to everybody else's memories, experience, and knowledge. We will still have individual existence, of course, but much like the internet, we will have a sort of IP address where our individuality lies. But we are all connected, or at least we will be all connected, will be a large, loving, compassionate hive mind that is full of experience and knowledge. This will continue to happen in the following densities, as social memory complexes become even larger and yet more powerful. If you examine channeled works, you will see evidence of the existence of these social memory complexes. If you examine the holy scripts, you will see that the deities speaking in these books, they often use the term we to refer to the self, rather than using the singular term I. This is because higher density beings, whom we sometimes call God, merge their consciousness together to form a social memory complex. Consider the work of Abraham Hicks or Bashar, as well as the many verses found in the Bible, such as Genesis 1.26. Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. We see the use of the term we in the Holy Quran as well. I remember reading this verse in school while growing up, and it reads like this. Indeed, it is we who created humankind and fully know what their souls whisper to them. This verse can be found in volume 50 or chapter 50 verse 16. As I was reading the law of one, this verse popped in my head. And honestly, this drove me to explore the connections between my religious upbringing and the book that I found. This is what drove me to make this video. Anyway. The negatively oriented individual skip the fourth density. Since it is a density of compassion and understanding, it sees it as being completely useless. This is because they require extreme narcissism, greed, and hatred. And since this density does not offer any of these qualities, they simply skip it. When we dream, we use our six density bodies and leave our third density bodies in our beds. The higher we go up the scale in these densities, the more we acquire abilities we only dream of. All physical matter is electromagnetic in nature. The higher the beings, the more they possess electromagnetic bodies. The more they are in energy or light, which in turn allows them to express consciousness more fully. This means higher beings possess psychic abilities, things we can do in our dreams like walking through walls, altering physical matter, telepathy, manifesting by thought, transforming their bodies, shape-shifting, flying through air, teleportation, and the list goes on. So if a fourth density, fifth density, or sixth density being were to come down here to earth to visit us, they would probably appear like gods to us. We would be down on our knees worshipping them and making all kinds of religious beliefs around their existence and praying for them to come back. In the same way, our ability to make phones, cars, or simply use words to communicate would appear godlike to an ant or to a chimp. 
As Ross states, their ability to describe the higher densities grows more limited after fourth density, until they become out of words. So there is probably less to say about the following densities combined than there is about the first four. With this being said, I'll attempt to describe the following densities. Fifth density. The fifth density is the density of light and wisdom. Bodies in this density are made from light. This density corresponds to the blue ray or throat chakra. The whole purpose of this density is to balance all the outwardly love that we've acquired in fourth density with the wisdom acquired from retreating within the self. This is the balancing density. Beings do this so they can serve others without self-sacrifice. They learn the lessons of worthiness and unity, along with developing extreme psychic abilities. They retreat within self to learn wisdom and gain light, as opposed to the outwardly nature of the previous density, the fourth density, in which they learn the lessons of service to others more fully. The social memory complex in this density grows larger and more powerful. They usually contain an entire planetary population. They learn to balance compassion with wisdom, or as Ra states, love with light, which is the quality of the sixth density. Ra explains that the qualities of the following density is what pulls beings in their current density to develop. So for instance, the quality of self-awareness, which is present in our third density, is what drives all beings in the second density to develop. The quality of the fourth density, which is to either eliminate the ego or to be extremely identified with it is what drives beings in the third density to develop. I mean, we can see this in our lives today. We either see extremely selfish people whom we hate or uh, see extremely selfless people whom we admire and look up to. This is what drives our existence in this density. So all of our need to constantly evolve, learn and grow is the pull from the creator or the universe to become one with itself again, since this is the final lesson which we will get into when we start talking about the seventh density. We see this in the movie Lucy, where the hero figure eventually becomes one with the universe. The more she activates her consciousness, the more she acquires powers over her environment, and eventually she melts back with this environment, melts back with the universe. Sixth density. This is the density of the higher self. The soul at this density has gained all the love and wisdom it can gain from either helping others or retreating within oneself. When there is no further polarization gained from service to others, the soul goes back in time to help its previous incarnations. So right now, your soul has reached this level and is guiding you. In fact, it is always guiding you. This is your higher self. Your higher self is you from the future. Literally. At least according to Ra. An average incarnation cycle for an entity on this density lasts approximately 75 million years. This density corresponds to the indigo ray or third eye chakra. When we dream the part of our beings that dream is equivalent to a being on this level. So all beings of this level are able to do things you can only do in your dreams. But the only difference is they can do these things in real life. In order for beings in this density to progress to the following one, they must polarize through serving as either the higher self or serving an entire planetary population. Ra is such entity. Ra is a sixth density social memory complex that serves planet Earth almost exclusively. 
their service and guidance to us is their only way to complete their collective journey. Ra tells us that Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, came from the sixth density. At least, his soul came from the sixth density prior to its incarnation. This is, of course, the density of unity, love, and light. In Islam, this density is known as the sixth heaven. Muslims believe that there are seven heavens, or densities as Ra calls them. They believe that the one infinite creator is right above the seventh heaven, which is a beautiful correlation we get from the law of one. In any case, according to the ET group known as Ra and the ET group known as Latwi, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, chose a task to bring about the teachings of the one God and the oneness of the creation to the people of the time. He chose to do this with the assistance of particular entities from his density. One of those entities was the angel Gabriel, known to Muslims as Gabriel. Gabriel was one of many entities who has agreed with Muhammad to undertake this mission, and was one of many who helped him transmitting the messages of the Holy Quran. Prophet Muhammad teamed up with other sixth density entities in two ways. Firstly, he received the messages from the Archangel Gabriel and other sixth density beings in order to produce the Islamic revelations. Secondly, he worked with other sixth density beings who had also chosen to take third density physical incarnations to complete this mission. Thus, the religion of Islam was brought into being. Since Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, took up this third density body, he had to be veiled with the veil of forgetting. It is simply a condition of any being in this density. I assume this is why he received the revelations of the Quran after being in the cave for 40 years. Furthermore, he wasn't aware of this mission until he received the revelation from Gabriel. As in any channeled work, it is important to consider that the channel will inevitably have their own beliefs and thoughts. Those beliefs and thoughts can get mixed up with the channeled work. Ra calls these distortions as they distort from the one truth. Those who came after Muhammad and interpreted the Quran had their own distortions. So it's important to consider the quality of their teachings because it was limited to their conscious stability, the knowledge of the time, and what was revered or revealed to them. This caution must be applied when interpreting any work that claims to come from a higher source. The seventh density. The seventh density is what is called the gateway. It corresponds to the violet ray or crown chakra. All beings in this density are light beings. This is the final one. This is the final density. When a being reaches this density, all their personal memory and identity is lost as it merges with the source, with the one infinite, with the universe. Beings in this density serve as guides to the sixth density beings. They have one foot in the world of manifestation and one foot with the all. The witch than which there is no witcher, as Alan Watts likes to call it. Beings that transcend this density start all over again from the first density in another universe. Another universe, another octave with completely new experiences, things we cannot imagine, new laws, new forms, a whole new universe. Ra doesn't tell us much about this density because their own masters didn't share with them a whole lot. So for the time being, this is all we know about this density. And this concludes the lesson of the day, the seven densities mentioned in the Law of One material.
And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we can conclude the episode of the day. This is a audio version of the episode which you can find on my YouTube channel. If you've enjoyed this and want to check out the visuals, then find the channel's uh, links down below in the description. And don't forget to check out the website www.amromohi.com. This is one way to support the show. Another way is find my stuff on Instagram. Go follow. Uh, I post a lot of stuff there and uh, I'll keep you updated into uh, whichever rabbit hole I'm venturing into. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a like or follow the show if you're listening on Spotify, SoundCloud and iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, I'm transitioning into making um, YouTube videos because I feel like that's just a better way of uh, communicating these ideas and these philosophies or um, structures in, in, in a way that you'd, you'd understand what I'm talking about and I, I can present it in a way that is uh, just more complete. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll end this episode right here. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, I apologize for not uh, uploading a whole lot of material here, but I just wanted to create things that are just better just better so expect more episodes like this more uh, content uh, that is focused on being better and finding your connection with uh, the divine and uh, more personal development content all right i'll end this episode right here i hope you are having a beautiful day and uh, goodbye